This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 6, Track 2, Fever. Sassy, rare cover by our friend Madonna, launching us into the deepness of erotica. Yes, it takes us the next step. We, we've been introduced to the world by Dita. The door has opened and closed behind us. Amen. And now we are on the dance floor. We're hot. We are just have a little bit of sweat on our brow. We're wearing a cutoff of some sort. A shirt maybe our sister had that you stole on your way to college. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> You're on the dance floor. You may have taken a little bit of a drug, but it's only just started to kick in or had a couple drinks, you know, or maybe not. Maybe you're just high on life. And you're on you're dancing and there's just a whole everybody looks beautiful. And then Madonna shows up to take it up a notch. She shows up and she's just sort of like, she's on the dance floor with us. She has a microphone <laughs> and she's just coming through in like a, like that long dress she wore in bedtime stories, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. And she's just like whispering this track as she's going through the club. Oh my God. Um, I remember when this song came out, when, when they announced the record, I was like, oh, Madonna's going to ha- waste one of her precious tracks on a cover. But yeah. this turns out to be quite a triumph. A revolutionary. Revolutionary. Um, the song is really interesting. So the song "Fever" was written by Eddie Cooley and Otis Blackwell in the uh, early '50s. They were rhythm and blues writers for a uh, little Little Willie John, who put it on his 1956 album "Fever." Right. That that sounds like a good title for a record. You never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. And it was a modest hit for Little Willie John. And um, then in 1958, Peggy Lee recorded the famous definitive version of the song. But Peggy Lee in the studio improved uh, new lyrics um, to the song, including the lyrics about Romeo and Juliet and Captain Smith and Pocahontas. Captain Smith and Pocahontas had a very mad affair. When her daddy tried to kill him, she said, Daddy, oh, don't you dare get me fever With his kisses, fever when he holds me tight Fever! I'm his missus Daddy, won't you treat him right What do you now know of Peggy Lee? I don't know much about Peggy Lee other than she was, she was one of those kind of cocktail, easy-listening uh, not as quirky as Mabel Mercer or Blossom Deary, but definitely, and not obviously as soulful as Ella or, you know, Billie Holiday. But she was kind of just this like light, 
um, kind of like the Doris Day of music. Uh-huh. Does that I, make sense? Sure. Yeah. Well, Doris Day also did music yeah. too. But I always imagine that she ha- always had sunglasses on. Yeah, she was very mod. Like she right. was mod right. before mod was in. Like like the '60s hadn't kicked in, but she was kind of leading this. Like, hey, it's all right. cool, Daddy. Right. Yeah, a lot of snapping. Give you fever. Um, yeah. And then after her big hit song, her version of it, everybody and their mother recorded it, including Elvis Presley. Beyonce recorded it. it after Madonna. Recent, after Madonna. And Rita Moreno won an Emmy for her performance on The Muppet Show, performing this song with The Muppets. This was one of her two Emmys. Um, Mar- Rita Moreno, an EGOT. This was how she won it. <laughs> And um, and then Madonna stepped up to the plate in 1991-ish. Yeah, 91. To it. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story about? The well, song? I mean, this is. I think uh, this is just the story I know. Is that you know there was they were working on the album. They were yeah. trying to find the sound of the album. They she were, and Shep. She and Shep Pettibone, and they had been working on a song called. Uh, goodbye to innocence. Yes. Right. And it wasn't quite coming together and they were just trying to figure it out, which a lot of the songs I'm sure, I don't know. You've heard a lot of the demos. Yes. um, And they're vast. They're, there's such a marked difference between them and what ends up on this actual album. Well, and it's this interesting transitionary time for Madonna because up to this point, Madonna has recorded her albums in these highly concentrated, like two weeks. I'm breathless. Took three weeks. You know, like a prayer, maybe took three months. It, they're very intense, very focused. Um, and erotica, like we said last week, um, had a bunch of different sessions, and so there are a lot of demos and a lot of different versions of the songs. And yeah. this is a great case of Madonna, a great case for Madonna taking her time a little yes, bit. Yes, yes, when she has time to think about things and really live with them. And this song, just with "Goodbye to Innocence," wasn't really working. And then, uh, you know, the, the lore is one day in the studio, she was just singing the verse from "Fever" over and over again. And then they called somebody who brought the lyrics over, and they recorded this track. And yeah. that that's just what stayed yeah Um, and it's very interesting because goodbye to innocence which wound up on um it actually was released it was released on a compilation called for um a pro-choice compilation called just say row in 1994 it has the same kind of um singing speaking style that erotica has and and even bye bye baby has in the next track listen up it always comes down to this it always comes down to this. Some people have a snake at the base of their spine that would suck out your life, that would take all your time. They're called feeders. They're not believers, but you must not fear it. They are takers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it has the same beat. Goodbye to Innocence has the same beat. Yeah, and it's like um, it's a much more confessional song because it's about her dealing with the what happened to her through her fame and you They're know called that she's, takers. Yeah, yeah. She's she's there's this bitterness and there's a bitterness that flies through this album yes. frequently, right? Correct. Especially when we get to the second half of the album where we're getting into Thief of Hearts and yeah. you know, but there's and that. And but then it just wasn't landing. And uh, just going back to Goodbye to Innocence, I really like that song. Mm-hmm. I, I play I it too. all the time. And then later when we get to Rain, and we'll talk about Up Down Sweet, the yes. twelve plus minute version remix of it. It's like a dub version it's of Goodbye fabulous, to Innocence. Fabulous, yeah. just up down for twelve minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this track, I think what happened was they had all this great stuff in it, and then they just kept taking things away. Yeah, it's really spare, and it really builds very quietly to sort of a, a like a like a fever pitch but you know it's not like over a hundred degrees you know what I mean well and a lot of that is the vocal I yes. think she sounds incredible and the 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 control of which she sings This album really shows Madonna. I always think of Spanish Eyes for some reason when I think of Fever because in Spanish Eyes you clearly hear her trying to push and 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 stretch her voice out. And here I think she's kind of accepted the strengths of her instrument and and really doesn't try to she she plays very well with what she's got and makes it really work in this Yes, record. yes. I think you're totally right. I mean, I think there are there are songs on this album where she pushes her voice, yeah. um, but this is a certainly track where she's like, "I'm just going to lean back," which is inherent in the track. It's just this reinterpretation of it in this early '90s vibe. Mm. I think that this track, as I feel about most of this album, though the next track I don't feel this way, really has stood the test of time. Meaning, it doesn't sound like the '90s specifically to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds very eternal and in, in a lot of ways. Well, and she's casting herself. I mean, it's a familiar role for Madonna because she's casting herself again. She's aligning herself with an earlier era and an earlier style. And yes. it's not like she pulled some rare, obscure Cole Porter song out to cover. She's covering an iconic, like siren yes yes and and yet she's making it i mean i always think of it being so silky it's such a silky version of the song yes i think silky i always think elegant Mm -hmm. you know there's a real like just yeah it's just lovely the way the the synths slide in as the song progresses and and her voice is like part of the production it's not it's not guiding it it's not built around it and I think that's also a, a, a case of kind of the song already being built, yeah. the music, and she kind of just kind of jumps into it. Totally. Yeah, she has that freedom because it's not like something she's written from scratch. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like really there's a, a critical distance to it, I think is totally right. Um, Dita introduced us and brought us into the world, but I think um, I think we've talked about this before, like, we're not sure that this is Dita. We think this is somebody else or just Madonna herself. I, I think this whole, the, the a longer uh, topic of conversation is going to be, is it Dita or is it Madonna on this yeah. record? I think it's Madonna. I think so too. I honestly don't think Dita comes back for several tracks, but I, I have a few, I know when I believe she re-enters okay. the story. All right. Let's um, see what happens. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I also, one of the things, um, 
that's so incredible about this song is um, how amazing the uh, success of it is, and yet it was never really released as a single. Yeah, it was the B side to Bad Girl, yeah. which is a perfect B side to Bad Girl. Yeah, and and um, I mean it was it was released and remixed, obviously, um, and released, and it was her fifteenth number one dance song on the Billboard 100. So it did get some a lot of attention. Um, let's talk about those mixes. Yes. Um, the first one I want to talk about is the video mix, the mix that's on the video, yeah. which adds in other vocals, mm-hmm. right? And sweetens the sound a little bit. It may be, pro- it's, it's more produced. Like yeah. it has a little more energy in it you it's know? full it feels like the sun came out on it yeah that's right that's right i feel like they do this later with rain which they yes. do you know where they just sweeten it just uh, a little bit for rain. the radio yeah wait till we get to the <gasps> rain ep mm. oh i have so many things to say oh my god um and and nikki and donna are added on yes nikki yeah. and donna show up and uh Nikki does that fabulous you give me fever yeah. part which just I think makes the song or takes it to a different level. You give me fever. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting how the recording of the song was all about stripping it away and getting rid of all of these other elements. And then after the song was done and the reception of the song, then it became this fascinating kind of um, adding all of elements back in, almost making a concert version of it already mm-hmm. to kind of make it kind of happen. Yes. And I kind of love that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's it's just, it. well, it felt, yeah, it just feels different, which is always fresh and fun to, like when, you, when we turn on the video, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. That mix though is not on the single quote unquote version, meaning- No. Um, now, there are these great mixes. There's the Murky Boy mix. There's there's a 12-inch yeah. mix of it that's really good. And and those kind of strip back the song even further. And you almost just hear the drum and the beat yes. and Madonna's voice. And then the girls. The girls They're just made for the... Those remixes are truly made for the club. Yeah. Like, there's that one that's just like... And you just and I danced to that. I danced to those songs. I mean, it's an incredible way that that she takes this song that's so solid and and can break it apart like she does, like she does with erotica. I mean, this whole era of remixes is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's taking everything to the new level. Let's Uh, talk about that crazy video. I love this video. This video again solidifies my my thesis that erotica is fashion this is a fashion video as far as i'm concerned well it was recorded it was was shot in um in miami in um uh april of 1993 it was released in may of 19 may 11th 1993 stefan said no we said no we said no was the director and he was primarily he's like a a photographer yes (laughs) (laughs) kenny is learning french (laughs) We oui, we oui. I'm watching I've watched all of Call My Agent, so now I know French. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> um, that's so nice for you. So, um and and he he it, it it's very apparent his 
this photography background, and I mean, he went down to, to 9-11 and shot there. I mean, he, he's done all kinds of different projects over the years. This feels like a living photograph. Yes, yes. A living painting. Yes. I mean, I think that the sense of composition and color is phenomenal. And that, that you know, this the video doesn't have much story. It's really no. just her... You know, clearly it's a meditation. It, it is a meditation. <laughs> well, she has a moment where we see for the first time some of her, you know, Indian, you know, sort of influence. Right? Yes, right. Yeah, um, yeah. But she has that sort of short orange hair, which we see later when she plays the Hollywood Bowl, which we'll yes. talk about. Yeah. Um, and she's very thin. She's very, very thin. Um, my favorite part of the video, though, is when she's like, what it looks to me like she was spray painted in silver yes and her hair was spray painted like as if it were swept to the side like and she's, like a claw like yeah, the, those yeah. those tendrils aren't moving it's crazy she's been like burnt or blown or i don't know what it is but it's a very like um it feels like a very ancient image yeah well there there are a lot of uh, I, there's a lot of kind of tweaking of iconic. I mean that that moment when she's standing in the dress with the long fringes. Yeah, that feels very Madonna, like Virgin Mary kind of you know goddessy. And I, I and and I just remember I remember when I saw the video being like, oh, that was really quick and cheap looking. But now I look at it with with you know thirty years of appreciation and yes. art history in my in my background and um i'm blown away by how and how free she is yes in all these different physical because it's almost like they construct these like installations around her physically like yes the the costumes are not very user-friendly everything's very she can't move certain ways or it'll ruin the the look yeah she's kind of like a statue in a lot of ways and i think that now that you're saying all this it makes me think too about the song because the song is really about all through time yes yeah men and women have been taken by a fever you know this fever of like cleopatra romeo and juliet pocahontas mm. um that there's always like there's these classic stories that actually build history it's yeah. like these love affairs and, yeah um i asked you this the other day i'm gonna ask you again though um what do you consider a fever oh wow um well i think um the anticipation of something makes me feverish i think knowing something's on its way or coming um you, you click with someone and I, I love the moments um, when you're walking on the street and you make eye contact with somebody and then you stop, you find a way to linger mm. when you get down at the end of the block and then you see them coming and immediately you start to feel flush of like, what am I going to say? How is this going to go? Is he coming? Am I wrong? Is the, have I, have I mis, misread this entire thing? Is he just going to walk past? And then when he comes up, you're like, hey, so so. I always think of um, Amanda in Glass Menagerie when she's talking to the gentleman caller or or she's maybe talking to um, Tom Tom. and saying, oh, that summer that I had hay fever and all the boys came up, just made me a little bit flush and a little bit sexy. It's when you you don't realize you're sweating and you are. Mm. And it's it's not because you're on the dance floor. Yeah, you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, what's happening? A little wet. It's a chemical (laughs) reaction. Physical. 
a physical attraction, a chemical mm. reaction. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, the other thing I wanted to th- point to with fever is it's a recontextualizing of fever in a time of AIDS. Yes. That it's taking it back to something sexy and free as opposed to like, I have a fever, I must be sick. You know? Yeah. And that, and that I think, I think in when the album was being sequenced, I think she probably thought of that. Yeah. I don't think in the moment she was like, fever. No, I but, don't think so either. I mean, I feel like the sequencing of this album is very instinctual. It's it's yeah. all in, but yes, I think that I think it came that 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 corollary kind of came out as as they were playing the whole album over it. Yeah, I think it you're started right. To feed into itself, yeah. and it's also for all of its austerity and and soulfulness, it's also really playful. Yes. It's still such a playful, fun song and she loved performing yes, it live I was she gonna say, loved performing it live brings me to the three major performances because yes. you've said there are other times she's performed this but there are really just three yes. major times right? she loves to just throw out a couple lines of it being like i still remember this song yeah yeah but she doesn't no she never sang it in the fact she never verses. actually got all the verses correct <laughs> well no on the girly show at least on the video she yes. did get it correct yes, so did. the three major performances are um on Saturday Night Live. Correct. Is and number one. So um, in uh, January of 1993, Harvey Keitel was the host and Madonna was the musical guest for Saturday Night Live. I think it was the first show after the Christmas break. Um, so it was probably, I think it was in January 20th. And um, they were shooting Dangerous Games at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, she is she is looking very Sarah Jennings. Uh, her hair looks great. <laughs> everything's fabulous. And she sings two songs with a fabulous... Oh. Fabulous funk and soul band. Fantastic. That we never see again. Never. I don't think any of them play with her again. It, it does. I don't recognize any of them as as uh, the girly show no, band or anything. No, yeah. no. But what a fabulous band! I will say I disagree with you that her hair looks great. <laughs> um, I don't know that I love the part in the middle. It's a little flat for me. Okay. It does something strange to her face. Yeah. But I didn't love the lighting on her in the, on the show. Though it was very purposeful yes but i i felt like it didn't totally compliment her well and she had that eye her eyes have that um there's a lot of of uh, the look is very important and ironically though it fits brilliantly for saturday night live she doesn't move she doesn't move it's crazy she does that one thing where she snaps her fingers with the with the backup singers neither of whom is nikki or donna and she she does this move and i'm like oh my god madonna's moving yeah well she has this pose where she's sort of like on one hip and she's in like this very angular pose again similar to the video where it's like a strange position that's very stylized and beautiful yes but obviously hard to hold and probably hard to sing in, though she sings the song phenomenally. Yes. Um, and she really builds it and has great fun in the 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 band, who's fantastic too, really play. Like they, it's yeah. really full. Fever. It's a it's a rock performance. It is. It's a real rock performance, and I love the way that the lighting 
kind of isolates her and then magnifies them. They the, the band keeps disappearing and appearing and yeah, and then it ends again with her in a spotlight. What a lovely way to burn! Oh, it's oh. so good. It I think I think that. That appearance on SNL, both perform both vocals, um, are some of the best live vocals she's ever done. Yes, I would say to me it compares to when she did "Don't Tell Me" on David Letterman in the early two thousands, yes. right? Which which is perfect a com- and a completely different w- vibe and yes, way. And, yes, yeah. But that's just sense of like purity and and intimacy that um, is fantastic. Yeah, it's the of the three times that she performs the song, it's the closest to the orchestration that's on the album. Yes, though it builds on it pretty significantly as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, when we next see her do Fever at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. Um, what, t- what When is that? That's, That's in um, the spring of 93. Okay. Arsenio Hall has um, uh, rented out the Hollywood Bowl to celebrate his 1,000th performance of, or uh, uh, episode of his show, the Arsenio Hall Show. Yeah. And um, Madonna shows up with a, a band and a piano. And a cigarette. Yes. And an attitude. <laughs> and an, and uh, that orange wig that she wore in the Fever video. Yes. And um, these big black kind of funky, chunky boots, yes. heels. Yeah. And yeah, she sits on the piano and she does. it's the most traditional version of Fever. It's like the Peggy Lee version. Yeah. It's a big band version. Her voice again sounds phenomenal. I think, and she has. Uh, she really um, uh, is a, a, a play a team member on yes, this song. Yes, in this per- performance, she she works with the band and the orchestra and the piano player, and she's like part of it. Yes, she's the leader, but she's not. Yeah. She's not being a diva. About it's it. like hearkening back to Breathless. Like yeah. it's very, and that's what I love about this whole performance is, of course, to do it at the Hollywood Bowl, you have to sort of honor the original sound of this and to play into that iconography. So she's and, very and much, to magnify the space. Yes, it has to be it's big. A big, it has to big, be big space, yeah. big song, and so she really, really enjoys that. She does flub. In a major way, where she, she, not only does she forget a line, but she also breaks into the, like, sax solo too early. And then she actually acknowledges it, which is a really funny moment. I'm sorry, baby. I screwed up, didn't I? We all make mistakes, don't we? Smith and Pocahontas had a very mad affair. When her daddy tried to kill him, she said, Daddy, oh, daddy, daddy, don't you dare he kiss my fever. With his kisses, fever when it holds the time. In the morning, fever all through the night. Um. I think her voice reminds me of in, from Hanky Panky. It's that same kind of growl, and it's a really lovely place for her 
Yeah, and she's having fun. I mean, there's that moment, and and um, and you always pointed out to me is when you know that they're they're done the intro and they do the intro one round to uh, again yes. because I think she's looking out at this huge crowd. She's I just mean, taking it Arsenio, in. the the riffraff that is in this audience oh, is yeah. insane. Oh yeah, and she's like just looking around, like going, "Damn, there are a lot of people here. Isn't this fun?" Yes, she's really having fun. That reminds me of when Arsenio <laughs> Hall introduces her, and he's like, "And now Madonna." Sitting right behind him is Rosie O'Donnell. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Rosie screaming, Madonna. Uh, so she was holding the cigarettes and the lighter. She's like, Madonna. "I'll be here for you, ma'am. I'll be here. I'll be here. Whatever you need." Um, yeah, Madonna has that one moment where, again, it's I think it's during the sax break or a little before that, where she just walks yeah. down, yeah. takes her time. She just knows that the audience is just like look, losing their minds. We're in the yeah. presence of fucking Madonna. I know. There's something very like charming about that whole performance because later when she and Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, because why not? Why not? They were hot together. They were they were hot. They do they weren't rehearsed though. They were Clearly very hot, but not. they weren't rehearsed. No, I get the sense that she wanted to rehearse and he was like, I don't rehearse. <laughs> and then she's like, Okay. Okay. And we'll then, just see what happens. And they did. <laughs> yeah, and they sing The Lady is a Tramp. And it feels just so tossed off and fun and like almost like despite the location, kids playing around in the basement to like their yes. parents' recordings. Yes. And they're kind of dressed the same. They've got matching kilts on. It's it's yeah, cute. Yeah, she's totally like, you know, sometimes you can see her when she's performing and she's not really looking at the other people or she has like a sort of rehearsed look. Yeah. But with him, she's really looking because they're not, prepared do you know what i mean <laughs> like, what are you gonna she, do she has to find out what he's gonna do but this is what she moment. learned from greg moser doing speed the plow you, you know they, these are the things she yeah. learned she's a broadway actress she's a broadway actress she has to look at, you have to look at the other person and, and react yes yeah and really be thinking about things yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and for the final fever performance we have the girly show literally my friend if I die tomorrow. I hope heaven is the girly show fever performance. I love it so much. I love when she comes down the runway, she throws off the Dita garb, she lifts the mask, and it's her. Yes. She winks at us. She's like, it's me, it's Madonna. You give me fever. Yes, she has that big smile that oh. I hate that came from the Who's That Girl tour and somehow made it onto that tour She's by so accident. So happy. But no, she is really happy. I think this the sound of the song, it's great. It fills a stadium. Yeah. She's really moving in it. She looks great. The dancing is fun. The dancing is incredible. The two dancers are are stunning and the way that they work together and you can tell 
it really, it really after kind of, and we'll talk about the girly show in a later episode, but it, it really shows you what you're in for tonight. Madonna's really going to dance. Yeah. She's really going to get down in your face. She's really going to like, there are there are a lot of like really classical poses they do together. Yes, yes. Which is a lot a lot of Madonna and child stuff where they're straddling her and she's cradling them and and then she disappears in a ball of flame. Yes. I mean, who doesn't want that? No. Like the witch of the west and the it's, wizard of oz. It's perfection. It, it it's an it's an incredible performance and um and she's she, I think she's very fond of it and I think it was a risk that Fever was a risk that really paid off for Madonna. A hundred percent. And it kind of just goes on and it, on. It lives, it lives. Every time it comes on, I turn it up. Amen. And I dance a little bit and I get a little feverish. Yes, I'm a little feverish right now just thinking about it. Till next time. Bye.